جی حبتین حضرات السلام علیکم اور خوش آمدید آر پاکستان کے پوڈکاسٹ شاڈکاسٹ کی دوسری قسط پر میرا نام اسماعیل ہے اور آج میرے ساتھ چار عدد گیسٹ ہیں پہلے ہے شانستانی پھر سید صاحب پھر کمیل اور پھر فیضی تو آج کی سب سے بڑی خبر جو پاکستان میں پھیل رہی ہے وہ ہے آبویسلی دا ڈیتھ آف کندیل بلوچ اینڈ اٹ ہیز ٹیکن پیپل بائی شاک بائی سرپرائز سم پیپل ہور ایڈامنٹ دیٹ شی ڈیزرو ڈٹ سو ٹو آل آف یو گائز واٹس دا ریئیکشن یو بین ہیئرنگ فرام یور فیلو پاکستانیز ور ایور یو مائٹ بی ام ایکچولی کوائٹ سرپرائز دا اماؤنٹ آف پیپل دیٹ آر ایکچولی سیلیبریٹنگ ہر ڈیتھ مرڈر بیکاز اٹس جسٹ being killed is is bad like whatever the circumstances are i was completely shocked i uh, i woke up this morning in toronto and I, that was the first thing i read on our pakistan first i thought it was a joke and i was uh, i looked it up and i was i, I can't i still can't wrap my head around it because like what is this is this you know some kind of wild wild west type society we live in the perpetrator isn't caught yet so you can't say anything but yeah ismail uh what do you have to say about this uh to be honest i don't have much to say i can't say i'm surprised it is stunning and it is shocking but at the same time once you read the news that uh, that feeling of well uh it's happened and i'm not surprised that it happened in a country like pakistan that feeling does set in Um, in terms of reaction, I've noticed most people are grieving, and there are tiny pockets of people who claim that she was uh, deserving of it. Some people who said that the media was distracting us from what's happening in Kashmir, thanks to her, which is, again, a bit of a ludicrous statement. But overall, I think uh, most people are stunned by the news. But uh, in terms of the Malvisav himself, the one who... Uh, issued his, who met her and issued a statement about her uh, i guess that's just a reflection of our society as it is right now you know the thing about this is that i i, I think that a lot of people that are surprised and that are like really mourning her death and posting statuses about it is because they they kind of feel it's actually like imagine this uh, you're like in, in in your class you're a bully or you're like friends with a bully and you're encouraging him and you're picking on this one person and suddenly the person kills himself or all just dies and you didn't expect it because you're making fun of one person one day and the next day that person is just dead and like you feel bad deep down inside that like you probably shouldn't have made fun of fun of that person you know if you, you feel kind of guilty about it even though you might not be directly involved i think that's what the Same. saddest part is about the whole situation is that her name was like synonymous synonymous with pop culture in pakistan right now and uh, just the fact that literally everybody from like kids to your parents knew about her regardless of whatever opinion they held about her her name was like in popular consciousness and then all of a sudden it's gone now like she's been brutally murdered and that's like a sad reflection of our society where things that are so lighthearted and like 
things that bring us a little bit of like distraction or joy in our daily lives can be just like removed all of a sudden just because somebody disagrees with their morality and stuff. And that's that's pretty sad, I think. And I'm yeah. like, pretty shaken about this whole thing. Like I'm, I'm usually because in Pakistan, you hear about this stuff all the time. Like, you know, there's killings going on pretty regularly. But this one really got to me, you know what I mean? Because just the other day, everyone was, you know, talking about that one video she released. And I mean, I, I didn't like it. And then a lot of people didn't like it. Is, right. uh, yeah, the music video. And but it was a, it was a good thing to make fun of. Like you watch bad movies to make fun of them. And it, it's like harmless and lighthearted. But apparently in Pakistan, doing just that as a woman can have you killed, you know? Because some people are very fragile and can't handle people expressing themselves in any other way than they seem they deem pious or moral or whatever. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just it doesn't matter what you do. We post videos or talk shit about people, whatever you do. It's just it, it's fine because people even if people have a problem with it, they you're not they're not supposed to be killing you for this. If if they have a problem with it, they should not just watch the videos or they should kill themselves or whatever, you know. ابھی yeah, definitely. Especially that this happened so close after the Amjad Sabri killing. So it just, you know, two incidents in such a short span of time. It kind of, uh, yeah, like it makes you, you know, think what's happening. So, you know, the security situation became much better, obviously, since 2000 and, uh, the, you know, the bad days in 2007 onward to 2014. But, uh, I don't know, recently I feel the Karachi situation is uh, getting a little precarious again. That's true, because like for the past, um, I guess, two years, Karachi and the whole Pakistan area is kind of fine. I mean, you didn't hear a lot of like target killings and stuff. It was actually kind of really nice at one point, but um, I guess it's going downhill again or whatever. Yeah, no, I wonder why. I wonder what's the... What's the, sudden, what's the cause of this sudden uptake in violence? Even though the Kandil Baloch was murdered in uh, Multan, if I'm not mistaken. And, and it just still you know, makes you wonder that, uh, imagine after Rahil, Rahil leaves and his, his uh, views and his policies maybe will get uh, uprooted. That might cause uh, a little bit of an alarm. I don't think this security situation is related to this کتنی سیکیورٹی کو ٹائٹ کریں گے کہ لوگ اپنے گھروں میں اپنے رشتے داروں کو مارنا بند کر دیں دس از مور آف اسائڈ ایشو بیکاز آئی ڈونٹ تھنک اینی اماؤنٹ لیکن یو اسٹل یو کین اسٹل ڈو ایکشن دیٹ کین پرونٹ پیپل یو نو گیو دم موٹیویشن ناٹ ڈو سم تھنگ بی لائک اٹس we should have laws put in place for perpetrators and murderers like these are caught instantly and punished instantly. And I feel like our justice system is a bit slow on that part. So maybe yeah. then people people view our law with a little less, uh, I guess, you know, attention. Recently, you know, they passed the Punjab Women Protection Bill. So right. I think 
I think this is a good opportunity for the state to, you know, really make a statement and show the people that it's actually like serious about protecting minorities like women and other, you know, social minorities uh, in the country. The thing, the thing I, the, my personal issue with women's protection bill, it is a good bill, but at the same time in our country, there's a massive disconnect between the people on the ground and the way we govern the entire country as a whole. Now, sure, the women's protection bill might have been passed, but for example, does a guy in southern Punjab really give a shit about the women's protection bill when he's beating up his wife? I think the answer is a no. I mean, you can throw him in jail, but I mean, if that man's brother were to see him go in jail, he's not going to take notice of the fact that women beating is wrong. He's just going to think of the government as someone meddling in his personal affairs. And I think it's important you tackle this issue straight from the grassroots level. Punishment is appropriate. I understand that. And you can punish people all you want for these crimes. But as long as the law is seen as a nuisance and as something that is doesn't have to be followed. I mean, think about it this way. When we're, we're taught not to steal, right? Is that is that correct? Do you not steal because you know it's not the right thing to do or because you feel as if the government's going to really, really ram a stick up your ass if you do so? Man, it's probably a bit of both, you know, but like... Honestly, of- it's mostly the second part, though. I don't know, man. I honestly feel like like the average, like I don't mean to sound out of touch with our people, but if you take the most average Pakistani Punjabi man living in a place like Gujar Khan, the women's protection bill is not going to change his ideas on how to treat women. Yeah, that's I just think, my yeah, I think that's that's the point that um, I was thinking about earlier is that there is a disconnect in people that make laws in our country, the ruling elite, quote unquote, and the people that they represent. Like even the women that are pushing these laws forward, they are in the position not because of meritocracy or because well, some are, but most of them are there as like people that were that got there by their last name you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they they're from influ- influential families so there is like a class disconnect and that's what makes a, the death of somebody like Kandil Baloch even sadder because this is a woman that's like actually from the lowest strata of society and somehow she's made her name through social media and all the stuff that she did and she became a figure in popular consciousness and she's been killed and that representation is gone for those people because it's it's not like con- somebody like Kandil Baloch can work her way upwards and make herself a member of parliament or somebody like or somebody that's influential and passing out because our education system is messed up and people don't have those opportunities. So this was the only opportunity she had to make a better life for herself. And because of that, she's been killed. And you will have people that are uh, a higher class of society condemn this and and say that it's wrong and why this is happening. But no, no changes will be made to make sure that the those people that are actually being affected by these laws gain education and and really change their surroundings. And these things will keep happening. And you know what's sad is is that like, if she wasn't famous, if she didn't have a name, and she was killed for whatever reason anyway, we wouldn't even hear about this. And this is happening right now. There's plenty of women or even even men that are being killed and. There's reasons for that, and like, 
we're not hearing even hearing about it but in, in other countries especially in the western ones you hear about every single killing and that causes an uproar yeah no, fair point that uh not but like i think it's uh, interesting now after this we'll see probably the reporting of such killings and such incidents would probably uh, definitely increase and uh, I, i agree with this mail that uh, you know punishment not the only way and you have to tackle it through a grassroots thing but at the same time if it's so widespread and if it's so ingrained deep into the mindset of uh, the majority of our countrymen then you know t- tackling at the grassroots level is, is, is not a short term thing it's going to take maybe 10 20 years but for instantly to ca- <laughs> to, to tackle the topic instantly uh, you have to deter them and heavy punishment is probably the best Yeah, I think the state has to show its red at this point to because uh, I think that's the only way that people uh, for the time being that people will really be sh- shocked and stuff and maybe cut down on all this stuff. If right. this, the, the state makes an example out of this person and really nails them and nails anybody that's anyhow, anyhow, like connected to this whole situation and makes an example out of them. Yeah, I, I agree on the rid of the state part, but again, it is still a developing story. There are reports about some financial gain being made, but initially this was an honor killing at its core. And if you do send that guy to jail, her brother, he's not going to care. He's going to be like, well, I preserved my family's honor, and if I have to go to jail, so be it. So I still, again, I do see the benefit in punishment. I'm not saying to let them go free. But unless you literally hop in the mind of every single man, woman, and child who believes this sort of course of action is appropriate, I don't feel anything is going to change. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is that uh, while I agree this law is very elementary at best, but the thing is that in, uh, this uh, misogynistic mentality is so ingrained into our minds that uh, such a law wouldn't have had the desired effect. If you look at any of the Western societies, um, growing up, I think that the women's, uh, the girls are equal to them. But growing up, even if you live in a burger society, as I like to call them, uh, you see that women are always considered second class, whether you're studying in the most expensive school in the world, uh, Pakistan, or the most cheapest school in Pakistan. The thing is that everywhere you go in Pakistan, the women are considered second class. No matter how well off they are, no matter how um, intelligent, productive, or whatever they are, they're always considered second class. So I don't think law or anything would affect them, have a desired effect. And our second topic of discussion uh, today is obviously another tragedy that happened in Pakistan this week, and that is the death of Abdul Sattar Idhi, who finally passed away due to natural causes <clears throat> after a few months of sickness. And uh, he was the first man in Pakistan to receive a full state funeral since Ziaul Haq in 1988. And uh, how do you guys feel about uh, this? Um, were you... So were you sad? Were you stunned? Were you expecting it? Uh, what was the general vibe from you guys? Yeah, both of us. Well, honestly, uh, like usually these kind of you know public figure deaths, they, they don't really affect me that much. They can. Uh, it almost felt like he lost a family member for some reason. He seemed like he had that 
personal connection with everybody. And for me personally, the most amazing thing that I saw that I found about the ESUB was how, and the, obviously this is one of his most famous traits, but how he never asked for anything in return. And he died apparently with the, these two sets of clothes. And the, usually in Pakistan, we're so used to seeing people use their fame and their celebrity status to gain something for themselves personally, or even just to, you know, the show it off in any way as possible. But to see someone who literally lived in such a saint-like way, well, and, and, and his death, I think, really brought, brought his life back to everyone and, you know, put his deeds and everything on spotlight again. So I think it's uh, definitely a very sad moment, but it's really important now that, you know, people can continue on his legacy. And I think we should figure out a way how people can do that in the best way possible. Yeah, the thing about this is that we need to keep his legacy alive somehow because people like him, they aren't born every day. You know what I mean? He he, he was he was a gem, and we need to acknowledge that and keep it, keep his legacy alive somehow. Uh, do Do you guys agree that the Islamabad airport should be named after him? What do you think about that? I I do agree with the renaming of stadiums and roads and uh, airports and so forth with Edi Saab's name. That's important. But I don't feel they'll properly preserve his legacy. If you look at our airport Karachi, in Karachi, in Jinnah's airport Lahore, in we have a crap ton of universities named after Jinnah. So many roads named after random people. But do we really practice and put forth in our lives what those men and women aspired to? I mean, it's it's important to it's important for the next generations of Pakistanis who do grow up, and that they'll be able to see public acknowledgement of those figures in real life, and they'll probably do some in external reading on their own into who they are. But as a calm, do we apply those same principles in our daily lives? Uh, I'd lean towards a no, but I do feel, as you said, the renaming of uh, various. Uh, roads and stadiums and airports is, I guess, a good baby step to begin with. He will be remembered in history books for sure. I think the greatest thing about Edisab was that he was more more than a man, he was an ideology that's, I think, critically missing in Pakistani society, which is humanitarianism, and that he valued the human life over anything else beyond religion and um, gender and all you know all those labels that we put on people and I think that's what is the most important thing that we need to preserve and take as a nation going forward because even in his death he upheld his beliefs that he was of the people and for the people and he died with the people whereas you see the leaders of our country that are largely responsible for the state of our nation abandon and go to other countries to get treatment and like, you know, put their money abroad and take advantage of their positions of power. But Idisab, even though he had the acknowledgement and he, he had the means to do all of that, he chose to stay and die an honorable death with his people and the people that he took care of. That's exactly what I found very weird. If you look at Idi's life, he lived a very simple life uh, throughout his life. 
the state funeral was definitely definitely warranted for such a great man but i feel that his funeral was hijacked by all the vips if you look at the videos of the funeral you could see that uh, i bet idi would be turning in his grave if we could see how all the vips were coming to his funeral while uh, in helicopters in their bulletproof cars while all the uh, aam aadmi or the normal man is was kept outside in the sweltering heat this is what i don't understand about pakistan everything is for the vips they hijack anything they can Yeah, you even yeah. heard that his daughter wasn't allowed to enter the the Masjid Janaza because um, they said th- that the women weren't allowed to come in, which I mean, as our last topic, sexism is just so ingrained in our society that idi saab ki beti apne baap ke Masjid Janaza tak nahi ja sakti. And moving on to the lighter side of things, Aajkal Pakistan and England ke darmiyan pehla test jaari hai aur teesra din khel ka khatam ho gaya and it seems to be a pretty interesting test match so far. We've had the return of Mohammad Amir, the debut of Misbah and Yasser Shah outside of Asia uh, at Lords and um so I should say return of Mohammad Amir actually. But it has been a pretty interesting build up to the test so far and it's been an interesting 3 days worth of play. So uh Fazi what do you think of uh, the proceedings so far? Yeah it's a good test ki na bahut nazuk surat hal hai kyunki end of day 3 hamari 8 wicket hain ye 8 wicket gir chuki hain lead hamari 280 80 tak ki ban chuki hai aur abhi 2 din baki hain so time unke paas kafi hai chase karne ke liye lekin wicket bhi kafi ho chuki hai खराब के अनइवन बाउंस आ रहा है और स्पिन का भी चांस बनेगा ये काफ़ी रफअप हो चुकी है पिच तो मुझे लगता है कि अगर ये सरफराज सरफराज के भी आउट हो चुका था अगर आमिर और यासिर 20-30 और रन बना लें तो हम काफ़ी अच्छी पोजीशन में आप लोगों का क्या ख्याल है कितने कितने की लीड में आप कंफर्टेबल फील करेंगे कि हम जीत सकते हैं गेम आई थिंक एटलीस्ट हमको तीन सौ एटलीस्ट आने चाहिए और ओनली थिंग जो आप कह रहे थे कि दो दिन है उनके पास अभी काफ़ी और इवन एक दिन में कर सकते हैं the most important the most amazing thing i think was that no one was expecting yasser shah to be as affected as he was so early into the series and everyone's eyes were on mohammad amir and even mickey arthur at the end of the day they were like okay on to be honest uh, this was a big luck for us big break for us that uh, yasser shah was yeah main ek baat honestly karu ye jo mickey arthur hai na isko kuch bhi nahi pata kya ho raha hai नहीं यार बताने आयो इतना बड़ा हम कोच लेके आए बाहर से ये उनको बता रहे की घुटनों को सीधा रख के दौड़ो और 
<laughs> नहीं वो नहीं देखा था लेकिन इतनी बेसिक चीजें बता रहे जैसे पता नहीं छोटे छोटे बच्चों को क्रिकेट पहली दफा खेलना सिखा रहा है अब यार अब यार अब एक फॉरेन कोच हम क्यों लाए क्योंकि हमारे हमारे प्लेयर्स को बेसिक्स ही नहीं पता व्हाई डू थिंक वी गॉट लाइक अ फॉरेन कोच फॉर सो मच मनी यार दो प्लेयरों को अंग्रेजी की समझ आती है बाकी सब सारे आ रहे हैं ठीक है और इन्होंने अपनी करनी है और उसको भी मुझे लगता है पहला दिन देख के ना बड़ा खुश हुआ होगा यार ये तो आसान है हमने जीत जाना मैच अब जब इनकी क्लैप्स हुआ है ना तो अब वो भी बैठा सोच रहा है मैं किधर आके फंस गया मेरे ख्याल से फॉरेन कोच Uh, each bowler has their own role. So Wahab Riaz ne unko kaha tha ki you just go in and bowl quick. Uh, Mohammad Amir is there to swing the ball early on, and uh, Rahat Ali says it's just there to bowl line and length. So maine kabi aisi I don't think I've seen that much <laughs> in-depth koi role making Pakistan bowling lineup mein pehle. So you know these kind of things are uh, they're gonna definitely make an impact. अच्छा बॉलिंग तो हमारी चलेगी चलेगी वो तो घटिया तरीन बॉलिंग टाइपीड विकटें ले लेता है लेकिन बैटिंग का ख्याल है ना पहले पहले दो नंबर जो हैं हफीज और शान मसूद टीम में किस खुशी में है वैसे उसका मैंने वो, ये डोमेस्टिक रैकेट उसको... उसकी उसकी उससे इंग्लिश बहुत अच्छी है यार इससे इंग्लिश बहुत अच्छी है एग्जैक्टली वो एजुकेटेड है इंग्लिश आती है लेकिन नहीं यार वो बहुत इंप्रूव हुआ है पहले से उसने यार उसने कख नहीं किया और वो बैठा इंटरव्यू दे रहा है लॉर्ड्स की गैलरी में नासिर हुसैन के साथ फुल सूट पहन के ऐसे जैसे जवेद मियादाद हो ना इंतजाम की इंतजाम की बड़ी सी फोटो लगी हुई उसको देख रहा है और बता रहा है कि भाई हमने कैसे खेलना है और जाके बीस रन बना के एज करके आ गया वापस यार शान मसूद की बात ये है कि वो एक एजुकेटेड आदमी है एक स्क्वाड में जहाँ लोग सीधे गुज्जर खान और गगू मंडी से आते हैं टेस्ट क्रिकेट खेलने के लिए एंड आई थिंक द जनरल for like exactly. a long healthy pakistan career oh, i'm sure you guys know what i mean by this right when you hey, in pakistan cap- i think captainly groom kar rahe hain for sure cuz in pakistan people measure up your status the moment they meet you and with a guy like shan masood i guess they probably just you know they're probably just grooming him. i mean look at the amount of media appearances this guy has kal sky ke upar khel se pehle uska ek pura package diya tha jis tarah सैयद ने कहा था उसको वो लॉर्ड्स की गैलरी में फिरा रहे हैं नासिर हुसैन पूछ रहे हैं तो भाई कैसा आपको महसूस हो रहा है शान शान मसूद कह रहे हैं कि हाँ हाँ मेरा घर भी यहीं दस मिनट की वॉक पे ही है और मैं हर दिन आता था लॉर्ड्स इट्स प्रिटी ऑबियस ही इज बींग ग्रूम्ड कैप्टन की जरूरत है सरफराज अहमद हाफिज खान नंबर वन अच्छा बच्चा है कैप्टन करेगा वो किसी को याद होगा वो प्लेयर उमर अमीन बिल्कुल वो भी यही सारा 
वो भी सारे बहुत अच्छा प्लेयर है कैप्टन बनाएंगे इंग्लिश अच्छी बोलता है लेकिन वो भी अब कहाँ है इस्लाम टीम में था उन्हें भी उसको खिलाया नहीं बिल्कुल भी पता नहीं कहाँ खेल रहा होगा बेचारा डोमेस्टिक ताकि तुम्हें स्पॉन्सरशिप मिले मैंने कहा बच्चे को खालो। वो इतना चिकना बन के आता है हेलमेट पहन के दो रन बना के वापस चले जाता है क्लासी, क्लासी लेफ्ट और उसकी इतनी लंबी लंबी वो छोड़ रहे हैं रमीत राजा की बड़ा क्लासी प्लेयर है उसके डोमेस्टिक में एक दो रन ही कोई नहीं है और उसको ऐसी चलाई जा रही है लेकिन अब पता नहीं क्या होगा तो दो केले दो साइड पे बैठ के जरा आराम से ना रेस्ट करे उससे इतने लंबे लंबे स्पेल करवा रहे हैं जो भी अंडर 19 वर्ल्ड कप होता है उसमें काफी अच्छा मैच लीडिंग विकेट टेकर भी रहा था इशाद अफगान अच्छा 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 नहीं उसके अलावा ये बाबर आजम है इसने कल परसों भी सेंचुरी मारी है वो जो पाकिस्तान एक ली खेलते हुए अच्छा हां नहीं वो पाकिस्तान में पाकिस्तान ए में क्यों फंसा हुआ है उसको टेस्ट टेस्ट का डेब्यू ही दे देना था ओडीआई प्लेयर्स तो बहुत हैं प्लेयर्स तो बहुत हैं खेलने वाले बस अफरीदा भाई को टैलेंट नजर नहीं आता इस टीम के अंदर लेकिन प्लेयर्स तो बहुत नहीं पीछे खेलने वाले सारे जो अंडर 19 की टीम अच्छी खासी अच्छी खासी टीम है हमारी लेकिन जी ये उनको मौका ही नहीं मिलना सारे जो प्लेयर 2013 12 में डेब्यू करते हैं टीम से कभी निकलते नहीं है कोई हमारे तकरीबन सारी जो टीम है मैंने नहीं ख्याल कोई फ्रेश प्लेयर है जो मतलब अभी उसने सीरीज में अपना डेब्यू किया है मतलब सारे शान मसूद भी है कब से टीम के अंदर आया हुआ है लेकिन उसको कभी निकालते ही नहीं किसी प्लेयर को टेस्ट टेस्ट टीम में तो बड़ी जगह बननी क्योंकि मुझे नहीं लगता शान मसूद ने रन करने उसकी जगह बाबर आजम आ जाएगा मिसबा भी आउट मिसबा भी जा रहा है वापस इसके अलावा ये जो और ये जो हफीज है अनफिट प्लेयर को ले गए हैं टूर्नामेंट में अंदर टूर्नामेंट में अब ये क्या करेगा बेचारा इसके पहले भी आपको पता होगा ये बहुत ज्यादा चल रहे थे इसने ईगोस मतलब टीम वगैरह के खिलाफ बातें वगैरह भी करा तो सारे जो कह रहे थे क्या तो इसमें फिर भी इसको टीम में रख लिया इन्होंने अरे वो कह रहा है कि वो वो कह रहा था पहले ना कि मोहम्मद आमिर के साथ नहीं खेलूंगा हां तो मोहम्मद हफीज और अजहर अली मोहम्मद हफीज दोनों दोनों लेकिन अब कह रहे थे कि आगे प्रिंसिपल की बात थी कोई पर्सनल चीज नहीं थी हफीज के तो बंदे दाढ़ी देख के कह सकते हैं कि इस बंदे पे आप यकीन नहीं कर सकते <laughs> नहीं यार उसकी दाढ़ी अच्छी है वो लंबी नहीं नाइस एंड क्वाफ नाइस कर्ली मैन हां मुच यार मिसबा की दाढ़ी इतनी काली है ऑनेस्टली द ओनली यार मिसबा की मिसबा की दाढ़ी वो याद है कि ऐड किया था उसने फरीदी के साथ नकली दाढ़ी के साथ हां हां वो लगता है उसने कोई नकली दाढ़ी ना उससे खेलने लग गया वो लगा एग्जैक्टली सबसे अच्छी दाढ़ी तो भाई इंजमाम भाई की है माशाल्लाह बोलो सारे सुभान अल्लाह इंजमाम इंजमाम भाई ना लॉर्ड्स में बैठे हैं टखनो से शलवार ऊपर करके ना पूरा <laughs> बना के कि हमारी पहले ही नाम बदनाम है टीम का पूरे हम उनको खिला रहे हैं बंदे जो करते हैं बैटिंग शटिंग बहुत फिटनेस को और ऊपर से ले आए हम इंजमाम साहब को वो बैठे यार यार इंजमाम की दाढ़ी भी है 
انضمام کی داڑھی ہوگی مشتاق احمد کی بھی ماشاءاللہ کتنی خصوصی اور لمبی داڑھی وہ رکھتے ہیں ٹی وی پہ بھی آ جاتے ہیں انٹرویو دیتے ہیں اس کے ساتھ مشتاق احمد اتنا پاکستانی کرکٹ جس طرح انگریزی بولتا ہے نا کہ ایک اس نے ایک اس نے رٹا لگا ہوا ہے یو نو وٹ آئی مین کا جب وہ جو استعمال کرتا ہے یو نو وٹ آئی مین یو نو وہ تو انٹرویو مصباح والا بھی دیکھا مصباح اظہر علی یو نو دا بوائز یو نو اینڈ یو نو وی پلے ویری ویل اینڈ یو نو بندہ اگر صحیح طرح دھیان سے نہ سنے نا بندہ کہ اچھی انگریزی بول رہے ہیں لیکن پھر جب ان کی سنتے ہیں کہ کیا کہہ رہے ہیں تو یہ کچھ بھی نہیں کہہ رہے ہوتے ہیں ہاں کچھ بھی نہیں کہتے بس راؤنڈ اباؤٹ بات کرتے ایک 10 منٹ میں ایک چیز کہتے ہیں یو نو ویری ویل بیٹنگ اینڈ یو نو گڈ بیٹنگ پاکستانی بیٹسمین کا تکیہ کلام ہے پلیڈ مائی نیچرل گیم اتنا <laughs> 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 اندر سے نا بالکل اس کی نا جو زمیر مر چکا اس کی شکل پہ اتنی کوئی مایوسی کی لوگ آتی ہے نا نہیں یار لیکن پرابلم ہے کہ ہم سب ہمارے بیٹس مین سب ایل بی ڈبلو ہو رہے ہیں تو دیٹ شوز دیٹ وی گیٹنگ آؤٹ تو اسپیشلی آپ جو آپ کہہ رہے تھے ٹیم پہ بالکل ایک ٹانگ پہ کھیلتا ہے دوسری کی اس کو ضرورت ہی نہیں ہے یونس بہت نیچے ہٹ کے کیوں کھڑا ہو جاتا ہے اوپر نیچے اوپر نیچے اوپر لائک لائک ا سپرنگ یہ ابھی شروع کیا ہے اس نے ریسنٹلی پتہ نہیں کیا اینٹیک شروع کی دھونی کی کاپی کر رہا ہوگا نا ہیلی کاپٹر شاٹس والا جو کھیلتا ہے وہ ہی لٹرلی سنکس انٹو دی گراؤنڈ بیفور دی بولر ریلیسز देयर ڈلیوری اٹس کائنڈ آف ویئرڈ ٹو واچ So guys, that marks the end of the second episode of Podcast Shotcast. Hopefully you guys like what we did. We had a few guest members this episode and obviously because of that there were some complications with mic qualities and stuff. But um, if there are any complaints or suggestions, you can leave them down in the comments. There's another announcement that we have to make which is that we will now be available on parari.pk. If you're not familiar with what that is, it is, a base, it is basically a music hub for... Uh, Pakistan where you can find Pakistani music podcasts and much more so tune in next week and we will see you guys then Allah Hafiz